0: Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. You made a great decision. You're listening to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. And we're going to just get right into it because right now I'm in the studio with content creator Allie Bride, from mustard seed beginnings, Allie. Thanks yes. for being here. Yes,
1: thank you. I'm so honored.
0: I love the fact that you're honored. That that's really kind of funny to me. You you haven't been coached to say that, correct?
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. You're I the really mean
0: second it. person that has ever said that. But I have been on the air saying I would love people to say that when they're on the show.
1: Yes, I love your show.
0: Well now, well, and now I feel weird when people say it because <laughs> I feel like I've demanded it. But anyway, I'm glad you're here. We have worked with you a little bit over the last. Maybe year, getting you paint yep. and wallpaper and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And we're going to get to all of that. There's a lot of interesting stuff I want to dig into. Yeah. But before we get to any of that, I think we just need to talk a little bit and, you know, introduce you to the listeners. Why don't you talk a little bit about who you are, what you do? You know, I, I know you're a mom of four kids. Yep run with it from there.
1: Yeah. So um, my husband and I live um, in a small little town here in West Michigan. And um, for the past couple of years, um, I've been homeschooling and our kids are transitioning to go to school. So I'm going to have a little bit more free time now to All do right. some more projects. So I'm so excited you, about that. But you did
0: the homeschool thing for yep, a little bit. Yep. Moving out of that.
1: Moving out of that. So was I'm it a, a good good
0: experience? It was a good experience. Bag. I
1: feel like we even throw we even flow through seasons in life, and I just feel like in that season, that's what my kids needed. And so, as moms, we're kind of we're chameleons. We kind of ebb and flow through life yeah. and try to serve our family. The best that we can. Uh, but for mustard seed beginnings, that is all about sharing DIY, home decor, home inspiration, some recipes and just
0: Oh, so everything. Recipes and everything. Yeah,
1: more on the blog for recipes. But yeah, hmm So mustard I love seed
0: beginnings. Where where does the name come from? What does it mean?
1: Um, so it's from the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> the whole story of the parable. Um and for me, it just means taking small beginnings and um, you know, praying that God blesses those and kind of Perfect. use those for his glory.
0: Perfect. Perfect. So what you've been doing uh, and how long have you been running this Instagram page where you'll...
1: Oh, goodness. So six years-ish. Okay. Six
0: years. You're working through your house, mm-hmm. showing people all these projects that you've tackled. Yep. Yep all the different things that you've done. And I'll put links in the show notes so everybody can check out. Oh, thank you. And why don't you right now just give them the handle so they can find it as you're Sure. So the
1: website is mustardseedbeginnings.com. And then for Instagram, it's mustardseedbeginning and same thing on Pinterest. All right. Um, And we're kind of keeping it there for now. All
0: right. So go and check that out as we talk. You can see a lot of different projects, a lot of really cool stuff. And there's a lot of things I want to get to. But I guess I want to start with where did this come from? Where did your experience come from to jump into this? Did you have a DIY background? Did you do a lot of this stuff yeah. and it was just an easy fit? How did I, you get into this?
1: Yeah, so I feel like my husband and I are both of like a little bit like, how hard could it be? <laughs> <laughs> that, and then when we first got married, um, I mean, our house was very dated and I had a vision for it, and but we didn't have really a big budget to do a lot of things. So I think that we just started – diving in and learning as we go. Um there were we've gotten in some pickles for sure, but um the beauty of it is you just learn along the way and um yeah, gain new skill, yeah. gain some confidence, and um, my whole goal is to hopefully empower other people and inspire other people that you know, it's it's really not as hard as sometimes we make it out to be.
0: So you mentioned a couple of pickles. <laughs> Do you have a couple that you could share real quick? Uh or one where people could relate to where you've been?
1: Um. So, we have had some plumbing situations.
0: Where <laughs> you tried to do it yourselves?
1: <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, so, there's been a few of those. Uh, more. So, recently, we replaced a toilet up in our uh, half bath upstairs. Oh,
0: I know how much fun that is. Mm,
1: yeah. So, so fun. And it was like, I think it was original. So, it was like from the 40s. It oh. was so old. It was heavy. It was cast iron. And... I don't know if we just didn't. We've never really we put in new toilets but never necessarily um like Pull, replacing. It it yeah, 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 okay, so, a lot going on. Yeah, there was some water that was slashing around all the way down the stairs oh, to the yeah. entire house. Oh. Um, yeah, that was that was great. We have um, my husband has ripped open a wall before and replaced some studs and Yeah. I mean, nothing like terrible, like our house fell down or whatever. Well, that's
0: good. Yeah. More more little like,
1: you know, splashy situations. No,
0: I did a toilet once. I pulled a toilet without thinking like at 11 o'clock at night. I just thought I was going to do it on Saturday. I want to just get it done. I'll, I'll have Saturday free. Yeah. I never, ever once, we had one bathroom in the house. I never once thought about the four little kids that I had. Oh, my goodness. Asking if anybody had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. The minute it's out. Everybody is like hopping oh, yeah. in the of hallway course. and all I could think was Tupperware. And my wife said, not oh, a chance, no. not a chance. No, there's a
1: garden out back somewhere, right? <laughs> you know, That's we what didn't I have a
0: garden voice. out back. We're in <laughs> oh, town. Sure. So, yeah, it was crazy. I've lived through those too. But you learn you along do. the way and you really pick up a lot of skills. Yep. And you can apply those to so many different things. Right. Down yeah. the road. And that's what you ran into.
1: Yeah. And we were without a tub. You were saying without a toilet. We had ripped open um, an old tiny. I mean, I'm talking like a five by eight. That was our that was our only full bath at the time. We added another one recently, but uh, we ripped everything out. And so we had we didn't think about it. We had no shower. We could not shower for like Ugh. five. I mean, we did shower, everybody. We did. I <laughs> so We went to a, a family member's house. But like you just don't think of those things in the midst of it. You're like, nope. oh, I'm excited. We're going to rip this open. We're going to get it done. And then you're like, oh, yeah. But yeah, I'm covered in dust. How yep. am I going to get clean? Completely. Yeah. It's
0: one of those little things you learn along the way to sure. plan the whole project, not yes. just how to do everything, but the timing and the scheduling and all of that. Right. I'm in the studio with Allie Bride from Mustard Seed Beginnings. And yeah, just getting into all kinds of stuff that I want to talk about. Now, Allie, I'm wondering if you can wait with me over the break. Sure. And then we'll get and do more of this on the other side.
1: Okay, sounds good. All right,
0: good. we've got a plan. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Allie Bride from Mustard Seed Beginnings. That's all just ahead. Stick around. And we're back. You're listening to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. I'm Dan Hanson, and I'm in the studio with Allie Bride from Mustard Seed Beginnings, and a content creator with a lot of stuff on Instagram, basically all over the place, right? I'm assuming Facebook, yep. all of those yep. things. And Allie, you do all kinds of projects mm-hmm. in your, you've got a 1940s.
1: Yeah, we have a 1940s cottage that we have been re- renovating since... 2012. It's been a while. It's yeah, been a while.
0: <laughs> and we've been along the way. Repcolite's been along the way for about a year. Yep. We kind of I don't know how we even got in contact. If you reached out to us, if we found you.
1: Um, I think I don't know how that went. I think Haley and I connected.
0: Yeah, somehow or another. We all got connected and we started putting paint in your hands yeah. and then you just took off. From oh, there. yeah. You and give you give me
1: paint and it's, you know, I'm not coming back. <laughs> you
0: post a lot of stuff in my phone. It will give me little alerts when we've oh, been okay. mentioned on Instagram. Oh,
1: I love it. Yeah.
0: And sometimes you'll do that at crazy hours of the night, you know, 10 o'clock. There's <laughs> yep. all this stuff coming through a yep. lot of projects. And I encourage everybody listening to get on your phone or wherever and check out Allie's instagram page oh, thank
1: you yeah. that's the
0: quickest way to find all this stuff yes. and how do they find that it's just mustard seed beginnings yeah
1: mustard seed beginnings um in your little search bar and i should come right up
0: check that out as we talk you'll see some of these projects let's start with in the time that we've got for this segment where do you get your inspiration from you know you you've been doing this not from a, a background of it you mm-hmm. just jumped in and are teaching yourself kind of to do the projects yep. where does the design part of things come from
1: Well, I think a lot of it comes from just how our family lives in our house. And I think that's very personal for each family. Um, As our kids have gotten older, um, we've had to have more storage and different things. And so you kind of try to figure out uh, what can I do with this space that I have to make it function and serve our family better. And I think that's where I come in and kind of try to figure out, you know, different storage solutions um in different ways that our home can flow better and serve our family so better. So the
0: practical aspect of it you're nailing. That's great. But the design part too, the 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 aesthetic yes is great. Where are you getting that from? That is it just natural? It just comes naturally like well, so many of the skills I have? Yeah. <laughs> which is a joke, but how does it come?
1: Um, I think it comes from all over everywhere. Some of it is nature. Some of it is, you know, going through architectural digest and kind of picking up things that you, oh, wow, that's really pretty. I can incorporate that here and that would, you know, look really nice. Or, um, you know, I still love Pinterest. I adore Pinterest. I know maybe some people say that that's kind of going by the way side, but I love scrolling and kind of going through magazines, kind of gathering things together, and then you see a common theme of what you're leaning towards, and then you take your own uh, spin on it and apply it to where you are.
0: Now, there's a lot of people that I talk to that I know are listening that feel sometimes that they're just not good at this part of things, Mm -hmm. you know, making putting things together in a way that looks great. Yeah. You would say there's a way to get there.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I think, again, if you just go through Pinterest or magazines or, or Instagram or whatever, and you start um, saving some of the things that you, you personally love, and then you gather those things together, let's say you're gaining inspiration for a mudroom, and you'll see a common theme throughout all of the things that you're gathering. Maybe it's a color. Maybe it's the design of the cabinets or whatever it is. And then you know from there what you need to apply to your own home.
0: Right. The answers are out there. It's something that we've talked about over and over again on the show. You know, a digital way to do it is Pinterest and stuff like yeah. that. We've talked about a color folder, some kind of device where you're yeah. putting your articles, you're putting your stuff, your color chips from the stores, and you sift through it over time. Mm-hmm. And you find you get rid of the things that you don't like anymore, but you find there's a basis, you know, some basics that yeah. really just seem seem to ring true no matter what it is. Certain right. colors that you just love or whatever.
1: And some things are just timeless. They just don't, you know, really fade out of time. Mm -hmm. So
0: there's all of that stuff out there. If you're feeling like you can't get into it or that's just not your thing, you can do it. Just like the skills that we talked about in the beginning, the DIY stuff. You didn't know how to do certain things and you struggled through certain things. And yes, there were somewhat bad experiences, but most of the time they're kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Now, not every time, but a lot of the times they're kind of funny in hindsight, but we learn a lot along the way. And you just become so much more adept at this stuff. And now you're sharing with all kinds of people and helping them get inspired. So let's talk about some of the things you like to use. I see a fair amount of wallpaper.
1: I love wallpaper. Let's talk oh
0: about my. that a little bit. Because we've got a fair amount of people yeah. that still kind of react <laughs> Negatively.
1: against. Yeah, oh, they no. don't like
0: wallpaper because we've got this old mindset of how yeah. hard it was to tear down. It is
1: true. It and is the hard. tiny
0: little designs that are sometimes yeah. there. but. Talk about your, you know, why do you love it so much?
1: I just love how it can transform a space. I mean, you can take paint and do the same thing for sure. um, But think of it as um, a different way to add another element to... Uh, Your home, you can put it on the ceiling. There's been a lot of that lately where your walls, everything would be very saturated with color. Walls trim your doors, but then you add a pop of something interesting to a ceiling with wallpaper. Have
0: you ever done a ceiling? I have. You have?
1: I have, and I'm about to do another one. Okay, so
0: (laughs) that alone is interesting. You've done it once, and you're willing to do it again. I
1: am. How did
0: it go that first time?
1: It it was good. It was a learning curve. Like everything else, I realized you had to have two people. To to hang wallpaper on a ceiling, and I tried to do it myself. That was very interesting. I had a hair full of of glue. (laughs) It took me a while to get it out. Um, But it turned out great. It hasn't fallen down. It's been, you know, (laughs) three, four months. Um, And I love it. I think it just really adds. A lot of people don't realize that your ceiling is like your fifth wall. You can really um, add a lot to your space by utilizing that other wall that you have.
0: Well, and when something's up there that's not just white. right. It really adds a lot of right. it a power to your the space, mm-hmm. right? Right. So wallpaper on a ceiling. What's your next? What room was that?
1: Um, that I did the ceiling, yeah. or I'm about to do
0: the the one that you did. So
1: it was in our laundry slash soon to be master closet. We're still working on that. Okay. Uh, but the one I'm about to do is in Balen's soon to be big boy room.
0: Okay. So kids room. Yep. And the laundry room is where you've done this. So wallpaper on the ceiling, really interesting. Wallpaper in all kinds of areas, really. Uh
1: We have have it in our um, entryway, in our dining room. I did take some off. (laughs) Actually, funny story. Um, In 2012, we bought our house. Our house was covered in wallpaper. Sure. um, Thick wallpaper. And you kind of forget. It was a lot to to take off, but there's different steamers and stuff that you can use now that make it so much easier. It's really not as bad as what it used to be. Um, And I've taken some off recently, too, to do board and batten, but... Yeah, it's it's All not right. as bad as it seems, and no. it's coming back.
0: Right. And have you used any of the peel and stick stuff, or have you not tried that?
1: I have, and I, it's not my favorite.
0: All right. So you've had a, a negative experience. I
1: have. Yep. And you know, for in my experience, and I've I've heard other stories too. Um, when you go to peel it off the drywall, for for me, it came off with it in oh. two different spaces, In and they were different um, companies altogether.
0: All right. Yeah. We had an experience where we used very very inexpensive. Peel and stick, and it was just not very fun to work with at all. No,
1: it's like a giant sticker. You know, you're trying to make even, and uh, people are afraid of traditional wallpaper, but I feel like it is so much easier to use. You can kind of slide it around. You can move it around. You've got that
0: freedom. We used a better one, a higher-end peel and stick, and that was much better. Okay. But, yes, I, you know, Haley, she's not here, so I can say anything, and it (laughs) will just be true. But she did a a sunroom, I believe it was, and she loved it. Okay. With the with the peel and stick. Mm-hmm. I like being able to move it around. It, but I do think people do tr- try to or tend to shy away from wallpaper for a number of reasons. One of them is the installation part of it and yeah. putting it up with a traditional method. Yep. And like what you're saying is really... It's not that bad
1: it's really not and and i think the key to that is uh, we have done numerous budget friendly things too but if you spend a little bit more money on something that's higher quality one it's going to save you so much time installing it's going to last longer it's easier for kids and stuff you can wipe it off and those are the ones that are still hanging in my house
0: yeah and and like you said at the very beginning paint can do a lot but wallpaper, it's bringing color, pattern, visual texture, yeah. sometimes real texture. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many elements of you know layers yeah. to the space. And just using it in one aspect of the room, you know, not having to do corner to corner every right. single wall. Just using it to highlight an accent wall or maybe even the ceiling. Yeah. If somebody's got some real gumption.
1: Okay. I want to hear. If yeah, you, yeah. you hear if, of anybody doing the ceiling, you let me know. <laughs> I w-
0: we have wanted to tackle a project, but I've not found a ceiling suitable. Mine are all textured okay. pretty heavily, so yeah. it's not going to work there. Last little thing I want to dig into, maybe a couple of your favorite projects that you tackled at home, favorite things to chronicle on Instagram, something along the lines, and then why? Why were those your favorites?
1: Okay. So recently, um we well, for we did two projects recently that took uh, it was it tested our DIY skills for sure. Um, we added a master bathroom out of a otherwise unused space, and then we redid our entryway to serve our family better. We actually made it smaller, which sometimes you think of we need more space. Yeah. But for me, um, we have four kids, like I said, and we live in about a little under nineteen hundred square feet, eighteen hundred ish square feet, and so every little nook and cranny matters. Um, and so we put in a big locker system and made our mudroom half the size that it was, and. And then on the other side of that wall um we did a master closet and then a master bathroom and that again is going back to having your home function well for you and your family depending on you know the season of life you're in and that has just been a total game changer. one mom can take a bath and not have anybody banging on the door they have to go to the bathroom <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> because we only had one full bath before yeah. and then also like just having a space to you know drop bags. Um, We added some brick herringbone floors to the um, mudroom floor, a breeze to clean up. And it just, yeah, it's made life easier.
0: Perfect. You've got all of that on your Instagram page. I I think what I would like to do is somewhere down the road, get you back here. Yeah. And let's just really talk about that particular project. All the things you thought about to get to that point, help somebody take a space in their home and do the same kind of thing
1: yeah make I would it work absolutely for them love that
0: all right Thank well you. then we'll let you do that because you're really <laughs> good at good. it <laughs> all right so why don't you give out your information if people want to find you online sure. and give that out one more time yeah yeah
1: so uh, my Instagram handle is mustard beginnings I have a blog that's gonna be revamped very soon again it's www.mustardseedbeginnings.com, and then you can also find me on Facebook mustard Z beginnings uh, Pinterest. I'm not really on TikTok. Maybe right. soon to be YouTube. I don't know. We'll see what, we'll see see what the what future happens. holds. See yeah. what
0: happens. I'll put links to all of that in the show notes. For now, we're going to let you go. Allie, thanks so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate it.
0: All right. We're going to take a quick break. Westside listeners, you're going to get news and weather at the bottom of the hour. Eastside listeners, you're going to get a RepcoLite Rewind, and then when we all get back together, I'm going to be in the studio with Andy Yates from Andy Yates Design, basically giving everybody out there a little interior design 101. That's all coming up next. Stick around. And we're back. You're listening to the Lite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. And I'm in the studio with Andy Yates from Andy Yates Design... Andy, thanks for being here. I,
2: yeah. Thank you very much for having
0: me, man. Andy's, Andy's Sorry. taking a swig of water. <laughs> I was water, hydrating, so I And I, I, would... I didn't even take a look. I just threw it your way and the, okay. the look on his face. What we want to talk about is basically give our listeners some design 101 training. You know, you taught interior
2: design, teach interior design, right? Yes, I am an adjunct faculty member at GRCC and our... Uh, associate's degree program for interior design. Yeah, so you do this. So I want to talk to people out there and have you give them
0: design 101. Maybe they're designing a whole house. They want some tips and tricks about how an interior designer looks at life and what you would recommend or tell them that they need to know the skills they should work on, the things they should do. Maybe they're just doing a few rooms, whatever. Maybe they just want to show off on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and show their skills. With all of that said, what would be some of the key concepts that you'd want them, want them to understand? Where
2: would you go with this? Well, if we start at the beginning, Dan, all design is really based in the um, concepts of art, right? So we're looking at studying, first and foremost, art and mm-hmm. what it means to have a full understanding and an appreciation of those principles like form, contrast, color, shape, scale, proportion, Um, When we look at any design degree program, those are our foundational building blocks where we move into this applied area of art, um, unlike being maybe a fine artist or a sculptor or utilizing those artistic foundations to move into a different area. When you move into design and architecture, we really take those very um, abstract and theoretical ideas and we apply them in the real world to structure to building and construction. So that's the basic principle and anyone who's interested in design and interested in maybe uh, working in the field or just managing and designing their own project I would say there's several avenues they can approach uh, many books out there use social media to look at video tutorials and and listen to podcasts about how designers discuss taking those principles that we learn in art school and then using our talent but also again our knowledge and applying it to the built environment so if somebody told you
0: that I'm just that's not my thing I'm not good at that is this something that you think everybody can, to some extent, amass this knowledge and learn these things? Or are there just certain elements like you talked about form and understanding those things? Is that just going to be outside of the realm of some people's reach? Can we all learn this to some extent? What do you think?
2: You know, as an educator and as a designer, I do feel like everyone has the propensity to learn throughout life. However, it's important to know yourself and if you are feel as though you're not creative in any way or really if it doesn't interest you to understand those principles and to understand the artistry behind the execution then I feel as though maybe undertaking a design project on your own isn't the best fit. But and, I would right I completely yeah. agree but if I'm interested
0: I would think it's a real cop-out for me, I, I, and I don't know if people think this about interior design. I'm assuming because they think about it with everything. I talk to people who mention guitar. I play guitar. I'll talk to people who are my age or a little older, and they'll say, oh, I'd love to play guitar, but it's just I'm not good at it, and I'm sure I couldn't learn. I think that's a cop-out. I think we really can. If you're interested— I think that makes up for a lot and you can really start to develop some skills. And I would think that's the same thing here. If you're interested, that's probably the key thing to bring to this, your interest and your energy to dig in and learn. And like you said, there's a lot of resources out there where people can go and start dipping their toe and try to figure out, can I understand some of these things, form, layout, all of these things, scale? Do those even make sense to me as I go? I think a lot of us can get there.
2: Absolutely. I agree. And where your passion meets discipline is where you're going to thrive. You know, and Malcolm Gladwell famously said 10,000 hours, right, is what it takes to sort of master a skill. And if you think about putting in that much work, which I I certainly have. I know people in their, you know, careers where I am have as well. Um, you do really have to continually find what excites you still. Um, but so much of my work, too, as we discussed earlier uh, in the pre-recording recording, <laughs> the one that I didn't hit the record <laughs> <Yeah>. button on, <laughs> um, you know, that's that's what I would like. Again, pulling back the curtain and showing people with transparency that maybe is 20 percent of my job, maybe 30 on a good day. 20 um, to 30 percent of your job is what exactly? The, the fun, creative, stuff? artistic approach to fun design yeah. and it is fun it's absolutely fun now do i also have fun uh working on budgets um sure in a different capacity but the work of a designer is very very creative and then that creativity again has to be executable i'm not an artist so i'm not creating a piece of art that then is finished and i sell it i'm creating a design that then has to be purchased and executed. And that means built, right? Mm -hmm. And installed. So once that piece is finished, I hand it off to the professionals who actually build and finish. And a fair amount of your job in in the conversations that we've
0: had, a fair amount of it, like you're saying 20 to 80%, 80% is organizing and dealing with schedules and dealing with timeframes and project, you know, items that aren't available at this moment. And what are we going to do about that? A lot of that. And I don't think we think about that. I think we think interior designer is 100% doing the fun stuff and somebody else figures out the other part of that. And the reason I think that's important is because I think a lot of the times, I know this is true, I talk to a lot of people who don't think they need an interior designer because I'm good with color. Hear that all the time. I'm good with color. I probably don't need to hire somebody. I can figure that out. Well, you may. And, and if it's a bedroom or a small room, more power to you. You know, you probably can figure it out. A bigger scale project, there's way more that you're doing than just helping them get their colors figured out. You're helping them figure all of this out and making it coordinate and making it work. That's the other part of the design is it's not just going to look great, but it's going to function well for the people in the space as well.
2: Yeah, that is probably one of the most overlooked aspects of hiring an, an educated and, and professional designer is that we not only immerse ourselves in understanding art and the creative nature of designing, but there's that very, again, practical component that is about function, Everyone famously understands the the paraphrased quote that form follows function. And that is very important because to understand if you're just selecting paint colors, um, and again, there's a lot of nuance in that when we talk about hue and shade, value, those are really important factors, understanding you know, the direction of the space, what kind of light it gets, the quality, the Kelvin temperature. Even now, I can go very, very deeply into it. If you're great with color, then that's fantastic. Are you a seasoned project manager? Do you understand, again, some of those tenants we discussed, proportion, scale? um, And do you really want to decorate or design your home without thinking about that functional component? Because if it looks good and it doesn't work, it's pointless. Right. It's like buying a beautiful brand new car with no engine. It's great to look at. I picked the color, it's fantastic, when it doesn't take you anywhere.
0: Right, we're in the studio with Andy Yates from Andy Yates Design. Andy, that's a really good summary of kind of, you know, what you guys do, what interior designers do, the importance, why we might want to consider one. Can you wait, can can we take a break? Can you hang with me over that break? And then on the other side, let's walk people through some Design 101 stuff. I know you've got a web page on your website that walks through some things that we can do, the process. Are you willing to walk us through all of that? Yeah, let's all right. do it. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with Andy Yates in just a minute. Stay tuned. And we're back. I'm in the studio with Andy Yates from Andy Yates Design, the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. And Andy, we're kind of giving our listeners some Design 101 training, and I think that first segment was a real good overview of what it you know what an interior designer does and i think it's really eye opening it's eye opening to me and i've talked to you a bunch of times it's still eye opening to realize that there's so much more going on than what i think i think it's just all about picking colors figuring out what textures to use what flooring you'd recommend but you do a lot of organizing schedules helping you know like you talked about in the last segment being a project manager there's a lot of that that plays out, and in fact, you suggested it's possibly 80% of your time is spent figuring out all these details, 20% figuring out all the fun stuff, the the colors and textures. Now, in this this segment, let's talk to people, and basically, if they're tackling a room on their own, if they're tackling a few rooms or their whole house, what are the steps? What would they need to know? They understand what a designer does. Now, let's kind of walk them through the process and some of the skills they should work on.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And what I have kind of watered down and adapted for my own use is a version of the quintessential seven design phases in architecture. If you're not familiar with those, you can easily do a Google search and and find those. Um, I've kind of uh, paired those down to five steps. So I would suggest and advise anyone who wants to undertake their own design project to kind of figure out, first and foremost, um, what they love. In that discovery phase, that initial phase, that's where I suggest aggregating through a Pinterest board, through you know magazine photos kept in a file folder somewhere, or an amalgamation of all of those things. Figure out what you love as much as what you don't like and what you really want your space to look like, how you want it to feel, how you want it to function. How long do you think something like that takes to really
0: start to get where, okay, this really is what I love?
2: It depends on probably your age and where you are in your life. Older people are better at it? Well, how long you've been thinking about what you want for your space. If you're younger and you have the ability to be maybe more impulsive or a little bit bolder, and let's say you're in your first home versus maybe you're building your dream home or in an apartment where you're limited, mm-hmm. you know, you might be able to do a pretty deep dive quickly, uh, throw some things on Pinterest, figure out what paint colors and what materials uh, somebody's using, what furniture you love. Us older and... people are gonna take weeks and weeks
0: just to figure out Pinterest. Yeah, potentially. Th- then <laughs> right. we can start putting things on it. Yeah. So the younger people are flying in that regard.
2: Right. And, and I still, to this day, will have clients who uh, I meet with them and they bring, uh, you know, like a manila folder or a binder that has the, uh, you know, synthesis of years of research and, and photos from magazines and they've printed out items from Google or like that they have amassed this Bible sure. of their dream house. And they can go through and tell you exactly what they love about every photo. They have it organized. Those are fantastic clients because what I mean really is when you're older and you've had more time to contemplate that custom build, Mm -hmm. you're going to probably have more ideas. And that first discovery phase, you know, you've taken it. If you'd need a long weekend to dive down some rabbit holes and figure out, well, you know, I want to kind of redo my bedroom. Sure. You know, grab a drink, sit down at the computer and... (laughs) Um, you know, you can kind of probably work through that quickly, and once you have that under your belt, and you know what you want, you know, you've done basically the discovery. You've moved it into step two, which is that conceptual design, wherein you've figured out how does that work in my space? How can I? execute and implement those ideas in the space that I have. Right? You may love a grand villa in Italy, and what they've done with color or pattern or texture, that doesn't happen to be where you live, so how does that translate into your space? You're going to start to refine those ideas, and and it'll move you right into making that third phase happen, which is uh, looking at details, making actual selections of materials and finishes light fixtures, plumbing fixtures, whatever it is that you want to do, you're going to move into next looking at how to develop those details and make that dream and that concept real in the built environment. So, you do this all the time. So for you,
0: I, I don't know that I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say it's easy, but you know, you've got different resources, places to go. If you told me today. I should be planning on going to pick out, even if, well, maybe if I've done the research, I'll know where to go. But like light fixtures, I don't know where I would start to look. I can think of a couple of places, but I'm going to see basically the same things. Or whatever. How do you help people? I mean, how, how do we find some of these other resources where it's beyond just the the obvious store on the corner? Does that even make sense?
2: It does. And I think that it can be overwhelming for Um, Anyone who generally doesn't do this for a living, that doesn't have the sort of the expertise and the experience built in, I can make local suggestions. I'm hesitant to shop online because if I haven't seen the quality of a product before, I would prefer not to invest in ordering it online, having it shipped, inspecting it, sending it back. Um, So, you know, local showrooms, lighting showrooms, furniture showrooms. We have a West Michigan Design Center located in Grand Rapids, right, which has uh, different various showrooms where you can kind of go explore everything, lighting, furniture, flooring, uh, you know, uh, plumbing fixtures and components, appliances, kind of a one-stop shop there. It really helps solidify what things you like actually cost, but more importantly, that you can hold them in your hands, you can see them. You can understand the quality of construction and the details and why something cost what it cost. It's kind of like buying a car online. I like to use that analogy versus uh, test driving cars. Mm -hmm. If you go out to various lots, after you've done your research, you know the style, the amenities you need, and you test drive many cars. You may then say that I'm familiar with what I want and now I will search for it online. But I don't really recommend starting online after you have I would recommend going to view actual product first, and there are several ways to do that. All right. No, that makes perfect sense. I I don't buy a lot of guitars, but
0: there's some places online where I can buy guitars, but I have the same thing. I want to go hold it, touch it, see once what it feels like, and I've done that on a couple that I was really ready to pull the trigger on, and when I actually held it, I realized "This, this isn't right at all. This doesn't feel like what I want. Yeah. And I was really glad that I hadn't gone through the whole buy and send it back kind of a thing. So love the idea of shopping local, finding those things. So I kind of interrupted you. You've been walking us through. That was just the the buy it and get it real, you know, make yeah. it real stage.
2: Right. So, you know, now we're looking at how do I procure? I call this uh, in sort of my design steps. It's like that procurement phase um, and the construction phase. So we need to purchase everything before we begin construction or before we begin the design and I really do caution anyone to um, purchase everything you want before you feel like you need it it's always great because lead times and you know shipping delays are wild this year it's I'm I'm working on projects where it's taken six months uh, to to obtain something as simple as a light fixture that I assumed was in stock. Really. The global supply chain is still kind of a mess. Some things have rebounded really well, others haven't, and they may continue to experience those very long lead times and those freight delays, mm-hmm. especially from overseas. So, if you can shop local, if you can, you know, reuse and recycle and uh, upcycle items from, you know, vintage stores, very high quality items that you can find at a fraction of their original cost that are fantastic pieces to use, you know, do that. Look at how you're going to procure what you need. But get it before you get start. It and have it waiting so that you don't become the delay in the project. You're not why the contractor has to stop work because we're waiting on tile. Uh, we're waiting on furniture. We're waiting on a material or an item that was ordered a little bit too late because that has ramifications beyond that specific item. Get it
0: up front. What's the last one? That's four.
2: Yeah, once you have everything, you're in that uh, construction phase, or if there is no construction involved, you're in the phase of execution, right? So this is when you install, and you then realize the dream, right, the vision for your space. So that installation phase is, is making sure everything is installed correctly and making sure that you have everything, all the components and the pieces that you need to finish out that space, and then being able to kind of sit back and have that great exhale and breathe that sigh of relief yeah. that the process is over, but hopefully what you have to show for it, especially if you've put in the sweat equity, yeah. is a really beautiful yeah. product that functions for you and that looks wonderful for you.
0: If you listen to all of that advice and you thought, you know what, my project's pretty big and I want to bring in an expert. Andy, what's your contact info if anybody wants to reach out to you?
2: My website is andyatesdesign.com and you can reach me at 616-287-3871 if you'd rather pick up the phone and call. Uh, You can find me on Instagram at andyatesdesign. I don't use the Facebook or the TikTok. Maybe I should, (laughs) Uh, you know, um, but I'm available. All right. I will put all of that info in the
0: show notes. Andy, thanks for being here today. Thank you, Dan. All right. That's going to do it. That's all the time we've got. We're going to wrap it up. If you want to catch this one again, you can find it online at RepcoLite.com. Whatever you do today, make sure Paint's a part of it. All of the RepcoLite stores are open, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hanson. Thanks for listening.